0: Hi, Richie. Hi, Sin. Hi, Michaela. Hello. Oh my god, Michaela is here. What a surprise. So surprised. Yay. Yay. And today is another exciting episode of... Queens of Bloodborne. Yes, Queen. We need like a theme song.
1: She'll come up with one.
0: (laughs) I look forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) And today we're going to discuss... Queen Elise. So does everybody have the angelic outline? I do indeed. It's radiating with beautiful glows. Yes, we do. Excellent. Thank you, Michaela. <laughs> You're welcome. I support this outline oh did you hear that Richie Richie fought the outline (laughs) for years but do you hear that Richie how do you feel don't you feel silly for trying to fight this
1: my barren fields are vibrant again because of the outline (laughs) my limp has been cured
2: So, Queen Annalise, back in the day, before the
0: executioners ruined everything, who was she? Hmm. Well, she was the Queen of Canehurst. Presumably, she
3: would have had a king along with her, because when you actually go into the throne room, you see two chairs rather than just one, even though quite ominously there is a Big ol' blood stain right in front of her. I would presume that that's from the whole blood drag sort of thing, but maybe there was some sort of husband murder going on, or yeah. the executioners while they were ruining everything also may have killed the king.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And she does say this room was not made for one alone, so presumably referring to her her partner, but maybe not. Yeah.
3: And now she fills it up with statues, because
0: she's lonely. <laughs> yes. <Aww. laughs> okay, so this is interesting. If Queen Annalise did have a partner, who was it?
2: It's it's weirdly sort of
1: inconsistent in the architecture, because you see on the the big double doors that lead into the hall, there is there's a relief of a of a woman and a man. So clearly that seems to be, like, the queen and the king. But then when you go into the room that has all the portraits in it, there's not really anyone who looks like a king there. There's a lot of, like, young men, and there's a lot of regal older ladies, but there's no kind of king figure.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. Yeah, and you see one, pretty much...
3: Maybe one painting of of a guy in um in one of the halls, but he he actually is one of the enemies. Like he's basically the character design for one of the enemies. I forget what the full name was, but it was something of antiquity.
1: Lost Lost Child of Antiquity.
3: Yes, I yeah. love that name. That's the best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, there's um there's a portrait of a it's like a an sort of older male knight who's got a little snazzy like white mustache, and then there's mm-hmm. another portrait of a much younger man in what looks like the Canehurst armor set. And then you have another one of the knights. So there's like three pictures of men, but there's the very young men and there's the two older men who just look like they're knights. But then the pictures of the women, they're all very regal looking. They're in these very big fancy gowns. So we don't really yeah, it, get makes it. You yeah. wonder
3: what their society would have even been like if there weren't if there weren't many men i mean it was matriarchal for one yeah definitely. it could be like all those movies where you walk into a bar in the movie and weirdly there's only men in there but everyone thinks it's normal <laughs>
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and it's it, speaking of like the whole Fumerian society like in the in the chalices we have we have Men that occupy some sort of position, but they're just called the descendants and the elders. So, yeah. Yes. And then the whole, it it sort of raises this question of, like, when, when you see the relief of the king, is that even supposed to be, like, the literal king? Or is that supposed to be maybe symbolic of, like, the queen entering into marriage with a great one?
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, possibly.
1: Yeah, because you see throughout Yarnum these big statues of, like, old men with huge beards that all seem to be very prominent. But that city seems like it grew out of the labyrinth. So, it's almost- are those supposed to stand in for, like, symbolically, this is who the queen married, but it was actually, like, a space monster?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love the phrasing.
0: Because, honestly- Queen Annalise strikes me as someone who's not going to be tied down. Oh, very. Like, she's way too chill for that, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, that and um, when you find the Ring of
3: Betrothal in the Labyrinth, um, when you give it to her, she rejects you. And number one, rude, I'm very hurt, Annalise, <laughs> call me. Um, <laughs> but two, she says, like, we, we have no need of a consort. Uh, yeah. Such yeah. will, like, lead to further ruin. Mm. So she is has no interest in having a different consort if if she ever even had one in the first place. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is yeah which is odd considering she otherwise says like this room was not made for one alone.
2: Oh, I know what she's doing.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: Okay, basically she's just trying to show that
0: her dwelling is like more than enough for one person.
1: She's just showing off.
0: She's showing off, yes. Yeah, I think that she could even just say that the hall should be filled with people. Yeah, yeah. That would make more sense than what I was trying to say. I was trying to say, yeah, that she was showing off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes! I mean, she could be. She's like, this isn't just meant for one person. I need to show off to the whole society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, they're pretty showy. Honestly, they're all about living oh, yeah, in yeah. an ostentatious lifestyle. So I actually believe that. That, like, confirmed lore. <laughs> it's
0: like, you know how that um, that meme with the guy um, patting the back of a car being like, oh, you know how many things you can fit in this car or whatever? <laughs> She's like, you can fit so many statues in this room. <laughs> exactly. Is there any chance that basically Ligarius liked her and then he was like, hey, do you want to marry me? And she's like, no. And that's when the whole executioner thing started.
3: I feel like it was more of a power play by the church. I mean, like, that is a possibility. Like, I would not put that past them. But at the same time, I really think that it was more like... They knew that the old blood had a reaction. Um, the that the Canehurst heirs, as it were, like someone like Annalise, it had a reaction to her making her essentially undead or um giving her some sort of everlasting life. And knowing that, uh, the church saw that as a threat because it's reacting in a very significant way for them. So I think that they they saw that and then went to go attack.
1: But like What if the church didn't actually see it as a threat and they just used that as their excuse? Because that's what I kind of think went on.
3: True. That could very much be
2: it.
1: I'm pretty sure they basically just doped Annalise up with old blood so she would conceive. And then once they had the baby, they just attacked the place and was like, oh, yeah, we had to kill them because they were evil.
3: Yeah, that that honestly could yeah. be a reason. Like, they, they covered it up to say that it, they were evil as an excuse. Yeah. I believe yeah. it. I think that that's, that's a very yeah. good and viable theory.
1: Yeah, because, like, Alfred talks about it, but I... Th- it's hard to tell with, like, timelines and stuff, but I think the idea is Alfred is, like, was born after this happened. Mm-hmm. And he's just sort of internalized the official line on it, which is not what really happened.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that Alfred... Yeah. Is sort of a wellspring of information that he that he knows things, but he doesn't at the same time. Like talking about yeah. say, like the church being a fountainhead for blood healing. Like he didn't realize that how literal that was. Like in fact, that Eupriodis yeah. is down at the bottom. Like she is the fountainhead of the blood. So I thought that was interesting. I'm like he knows, but he he doesn't know at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah. When you talk to him, he says something like, "Oh, you're a hunter of beasts. That's how I started." Yes. And he kind of talks about Yanam like he's not from there. So you sort of get the impression that, like, maybe he came to Yanam from the outside, became a hunter, and then he sort of became obsessed with the church after that. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, a fanboy rather than an... Because a- he talks about the church like he doesn't really know anything about them, but he's wearing all of this, like, church regalia.
4: He,
3: like, found it at a thrift store and he's like, that's it. I'm a hunter now.
1: Yeah, probably. He just comes across as this, like, weird, like, obsessive fanboy.
3: He does, actually. I yeah, feel like maybe yeah. he we're- met Lagarius. like, he went to, like, a rally, and he saw him in passing, and he's like, <laughs> He brushed my finger, we're best friends now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. Okay, thank you. And Queen Annalise, where was she born? I would think that she was born in
2: Canehurst.
1: Yeah, yeah. They don't seem to get out much.
0: No, they don't.
1: <laughs> I mean, we. So did- there must yeah. have been
0: then, like a doctor there, the midwife. Or well, we discussed think-
1: this. We just, midwife. yeah, yeah. We kind of discussed this last time about how we don't really know how these people reproduce because they seem to like just sort of spontaneously generate children from blood, like inside of them.
0: No, that's from the great ones. But yeah, like- I feel like the great yeah, but, one babies are made yeah. that way. But maybe the cane. I think the canehurst children are just yeah.
3: people. But they, yeah. of course, yeah. have like the lineage of having fumarians. But I think over time yeah. they must have, you know, had relationships and married and had kids yeah. with with the normal. Yeah, I think
1: folk. yeah, definitely that would be the that's like presumably where Maria comes from. because yeah, they absolutely. talk about her as she's a distant relative. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Thank you. And where has she
0: lived, other than the castle, before she moved in the castle? Where was she living?
3: I would love to think that the castle is just their summer home, like, the the small <laughs> one. <laughs> and that they had a winter home somewhere warm. Mm-hmm. But that's in my, in my own head. <laughs> yeah, presumably I would think that she would just live in the castle. Like, it, it, any shut-in sort
2: of ruler.
1: Yeah. I guess that, like, it depends on how much, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, how much they, like, interacted with Hemwick.
2: True! Yeah, because there is, it, um,
1: a, yeah. the, the
3: gateway between Hemwick and Canehurst, which was smashed, presumably, during the execution.
1: Yeah, yeah. It looks very much like, like, uh, Kanehurst is, like, the castle, and then Hemwick is the village at the base of the castle.
3: Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Yeah and like it i think we mentioned this last time but like Hemwick, it also seems to be this like it's like much more thumarian in terms of its the way it's run it, it looks like it's also matriarchal the um it looks like it's like a sort of remnant of the older ways they collect all the body parts and stuff there.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: And the, the witches seem to be somewhat self-aware of what's going on in the night of the hunt. Like one of the things that really got to me, my first playthrough ever is I actually spent a lot of time in Hemwick and it was one of the first areas that actually made me start to enjoy the game and not just dread it.
4: Yeah. yeah. It was
3: very observant that first playthrough. So I'd go to windows and knock on them, go to all the doors. And then Right near where the shortcut is, that same house, you listen in the window, and they're like, oh, I can't wait. And they, they refer to the moon. I'm like, they they know things. So I I would think that they would have some ties with canehurst relatively. And the witches are really tall, so they could be somewhere yeah. in that line.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, like, the, the mad one, like, the witches summoning the things out of the ground. It's, like, very similar to what the bell maidens are doing.
4: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And the witches themselves like they show up in the chalice dungeons, regardless, but like the there's the the other witches you find in the chalice dungeons who like it's kind of the same designs like the hunched over old lady with like this sort of like she's carrying around she's carrying a hand instead of an eye, but it's like the same sort of like the witches seem to be a um like uh they've like derived from that over time the sort of the old they're called the right keepers like over time the right keepers became the witches above mm-hmm. ground yeah
3: yeah and uh, interestingly enough i didn't I, this is something that i feel like either i didn't like compute or something like that until like my sixth or seventh playthrough and i went into yahar ghoul and they're in the jail as well
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm.
3: they're there to carve your eyeballs out it's horrifying and offensive
1: <laughs> yeah because presumably they're like menses are working with the um the fumerians and stuff because Yahagul's where they not Yahagul, sorry um Hemwick is where they're like collecting all of these body parts, yeah, and you see like the the big the big axe guys are like wandering around there as well and they're also in Yahagul, and like the snatches are in Yahagul. And, and and like we the only other connection we the the Bone Marrow Ash talks about how, like, there's some trade between Yarnum and Hemwick, that's where they get all their ash from.
3: Oh, yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, it looks like Mensis, Mensis and, like, uh, Hemwick and Yahugul are sort of, like, all working. And also, like, presumably the Chalice Dungeons, they're all kind of, like, working together behind the church's back to do this big ritual.
3: Yeah, it seems like Mensis is very much at odds with uh, with the church and the choir. You kind of can't talk about the choir yeah. without at least mentioning and going over a little bit about Menses,
1: yeah, and also Menses are like they're based in the very, very old parts of Yarn and where they like still worship beasts and things, mm-hmm.
2: so yeah, okay, thank you,
0: so back to Queen Annalise, what are her hobbies?
1: collecting statues
0: sitting and judging peasants. Oh my god, Michaela. Yes? She should be a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race.
3: Oh my god, yes! Everyone would love her too. They're like, the undead queen? I've heard of you, bitch. And she's like, of course you have.
1: (laughs) When we do our fashion-born thing, should we use Annalise's room? Because it's got the big carpet we can walk to one end and back again. Yes! (laughs)
0: Yes!
3: <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so good. Uh, when I did um, my Ariana video, one of my mm-hmm. favorite things to do is just walk around the statue room. I was like, I, I'm getting the best footage yeah. here and I'm just walking slowly down the statue line.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you. So, what does she do for a living?
2: I think we just went over that with the, the sitting and the judging.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's not doing much right now because she's stuck there. Cause there's a creepy old man <laughs> blocking the door. Yeah, we don't know gross. how long he's been there for
3: long enough to make the snow yellow. Oh,
1: yeah. If, if he's been there since like the first, like the execution thing, then he's probably, it's been like 20 something years, I guess
3: that and it's, it's a oh, Logarius is very, very odd. And I feel like I haven't figured him out all yeah, the way yet, but he definitely, looks I don't
1: think he makes sense either
3: Thumerian or, or almost dead. Like he's he's half I think, yeah. rotten. It's it's
4: really I th- gross. I
1: think like the idea is he started off as a Thumerian in draft whatever. But at this point you're supposed to take it as like he's sealing Annalise away by like going into this meditative state mm-hmm. on the roof, but he's been there for so long that he's just like mummified and he's like he's like frozen and his like body's all decayed, but he's still kind of alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like um uh i don't did you play sekiro
2: i'm i'm only still maybe a third of the way through
1: yeah, um, yeah i the- still i need
3: to just get back into it but it's it's weird i'm like i'm oddly frustrated with the the mini bosses and it just kind of prevents me from picking up the controller again but i need to just get back into it because i loved the bosses
1: <laughs> yeah that has a similar thing where there's these the the monks who are sort of self mummifying themselves oh
3: yes true the ones in the centipede, uh, temple, the Mount Congo.
1: Yeah. Sempo. Yeah. I think it's meant to be that, that he's like self-mummified as part of this, like, protecting, well, like sealing Annalise away. Cause he's, the whole deal is he's got the crown that stops you from getting to Annalise. Yes. So he's like just guarding the crown. Yeah. Which is Annalise. a very souls thing where, yeah. Where it's like this boss, did the goal that they just have to guard one thing for the entire eternity.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm, thank you yeah
4: um
0: okay so the next question is is she the first queen of the vilebloods D- depends on how you would define
3: like vilebloods yeah. she certainly isn't the first queen in her line um because mm-hmm. it, we would definitely make that connection between her and queen yarnum which is a far earlier queen that dates back to yeah. when they were still Thumerian. um if you talk about vilebloods though it depends on what your definition of that be- is, because I think that you could define it in a few different ways. You could define it as in yep. a person who is of that Kanehurst Thumerian lineage who has taken the old blood or the cursed blood, however you want to define that um, in terms of lore. And if you think that, that those are the parameters, you could make a case of saying that she's the first queen of that type. But I, I, I wouldn't. I would just say that she is not the first queen in her line.
1: Yeah, I, I would I think like it it's sort of explained and written in a an ambiguous way. But it's like there's the Canehurst Royal Family and then there's the Canehurst Vilebloods, and they the Vilebloods are a separate thing within the Royal Family. So mm. like not everyone from Canehurst became one of the vilebloods.
3: Yeah.
1: I think Annalise is the first, like queen of the Vilebloods, as like that very specific title, because it looks like the vile blood thing happened relatively recently, like just before they got attacked. Yeah, so I think she she was probably the queen at the time they gave her the blood, and then she became the first vile blood queen. And prior to that, she was just the queen. Mm-hmm.
3: It's funny because in yeah. the, I believe it's I, I always forget the exact name, but I think the track in the soundtrack is called "Queen of the Vile Bloods."
1: Yeah, and it's yeah. played during the That's, Logarius yeah.
3: battle, which of course he's the one guarding Queen Annalise. But it also gets played. When you're fighting Queen Yarnum, so it yeah. uh, joins them together as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like you see in the the dining hall with the portraits, like there are older women, some of whom look very regal and it's not clear like if thumeria if if even before the blood they were aging at the same rate that a, a human would
3: yeah you you don't know so, like yeah. it's, it's weird there i mean their imagery is super super similar to dracula so you don't know if they're yeah, if definitely. they really are something yeah. else or really these types of people who do not age at the same rate as regular people
1: yeah yeah We were having this discussion about Maria another time, about how old she was, and it's, like, just question mark, because we don't know. Like, she looks like she's about, like, 30-ish, but she might be, like, 100. We don't actually know.
0: (laughs) Okay, thank you. And who are her family and friends?
3: Well, the, I'd say the Canehurst line—that whole line of nobles—would yeah. be her family and friends. Like, I feel like of any society in Yarnum, like the the Arnhemites tend to be tight knit, smallish families, like the nuclear family that stays together. Whereas Canehurst is more like a great house in Europe. Um, it like maybe. Yeah. Two, like circa around 200-ish years ago. And if you learn about the great houses, their extended family would live in the home with them because there are just so many rooms along with um, a variety of different servants. Uh, there's so much to that house that it's actually built and made for not only extended family, aunts, uncles, cousins, etc., um, as well as guests that visit. They would say like, oh, you're in the red room today or you're in the green room. It's something, something like that. So that's what those are built for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think Alfred has her blocked on Twitter, or do you think he obsessively watches every one of her tweets?
3: I think that Annalise blocked him on Twitter, and he's mm. salty about it.
1: <laughs> I think she blocked him, in, but he has, like, an alt account that he watches her with in an incognito window. <laughs> yes! Oh my god! And then he's, like, tweeting to the other excuses. I knew she'd fucking say that! Oh, no. And he's, like, constantly screenshotting her. <laughs>
4: oh my god!
2: Hey, somebody make this into a fanfic. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm,
2: thank you. Um,
0: does she have any children?
1: This is one of those things that's like, if we didn't know this thing had been cut out, I think people would be fine accepting it.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah I feel because the same like way. that,
1: the cord in the. Yeah. Because like we know that when Lawrence was around at like around about then the church attacked canehurst which is where there are a bunch of thumarian descended people who've been given the blood we know that um they then around about that time mysteriously acquired the child of a great one
4: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah, like, I think it's pretty clear that that's the source of the workshop chord, even if they erase the line. Like, there's nowhere else they could have gotten Richard, that. Richard, could
0: you just elaborate what line we're talking about?
1: So, the, in the the chord you find in the workshop, if you get that chord and you haven't patched the game, but also you have to be using the US version, it doesn't work on the European one, that chord will say it is from the Child of the Vilebloods. And then if once you patch the game up to uh, 1.1 or beyond, it will just erase that line.
2: And for me,
3: like, I think of cut content as something that you don't necessarily have to include as as canon, per se. And even that one's debatable. But I think what's really fascinating about it is that it went to version one of the game. So I think that it's fair to to say that that's the real case.
1: Well, like I'm pretty sure what happened is that toward like, them getting to release, they realized they were going to do a DLC. Mm-hmm. And they shifted, like, the Kanehurst story basically to the Fishing Hamlet. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, well, we don't really need this anymore, so they just, like, ruled a line under it instead of overcomplicating it further. Because, like, I'm I'm pretty sure, like, initially when it started off, the idea of, like, there was a, a place that the church, like, massacred and then they stole the child and defiled the corpse, that was going to be Kanehurst and then when they started having to cut back they were like okay we'll we'll shift this to dlc the same reason like all the doll's origin is just like not there cuz they figured okay we we have kind of a reprieve in which we can start like rewriting the parts of this that aren't finished yet yeah so they thought on their feet that's the impression i get yeah yeah sure. cuz like um uh the people who wrote the the official guide like they had access to from and when they were writing it to get information, and, like, apparently, like, I don't know, this is just what I heard, but, like, from were calling the tombstone in the Hunter's Dream Maria's grave, like, before we had a DLC.
4: Oh, that's
3: fascinating. I love that. So, apparently,
1: like, they, yeah, they had the Maria thing planned out, but they, um, they knew they, like, yeah, they basically figured, we'll we'll add this later on. Because, like, they would have- the DLC came out pretty quickly, so I, like, I'm pretty sure they just immediately started- and, like, parts of the, the base game ended up in the DLC, like, the, sort of just, like, finishing it off. Kind of like Dark Souls 1 with the whole, like, Ulisiel thing, which they wanted to do and then weren't able to, and then added later. Yeah, yeah,
3: and I I love that they just did- for each of those games, they did one really cohesive set of DLC. I just thought that that was yeah. the absolute right direction to take it.
0: Yeah, Ashes of Rihandel was yeah. the best DLC ever.
1: I yeah, I every day I think about <laughs> every day I think about spending actual money to just go to the painted world again, only this time it's worse. <laughs> my my most highly rated message in Dark Souls 3 was just at the start of that was this place again. You don't deserve this.
3: How dare you insult the
4: Corvians,
2: in my friends? They're <laughs> <In> my co friends. <laughs> Okay. Um. Thank you. And okay, does she have any descendants? I think that's Isn't sort that of the
1: same as a child.
2: that
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right? Okay. No. Well. Okay. No. No. There. There is an elephant in the room here, which I think we should address, and that's the possibility that Ariana is her child.
3: Honestly, Ooh. that is a possibility. Yeah. And I think about yeah. that a lot and there's there's absolutely no confirmation so it's it's kind of frustrating but I think that that's definitely something that could could have happened. I mean, think about Ariana's yeah. ability to bear a celestial child. Yeah, like, like she
1: she's definitely like because, like, she's very explicitly, she's wearing the Kanehurst dress. Yes, she is. Like, it says, like, this is the dress. And, and, like, there is that portrait in Kanehurst of a woman who's holding, uh, it's like a little, and, like, Sin yelled at me the last time I brought this up, <laughs> but, like, the baby that she's holding has blonde hair and it's wearing red, which is exactly what Ariana looks like.
2: She's like, that could be any and, baby. like...
1: <laughs> Well that's that is basically yelling at me.
0: It wasn't last time. It was a while back when I was like, Oh, so like Ariana didn't change her clothes? Like she stayed literally the same. And I was saying it's a
1: work of fiction. And if they want to connect characters. Um The other thing is like Bully. Yeah, the I think we talked about ages last time and then but that was the pilot episode. Oh, the pilot. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So because we've now data mined all of the NPC like sliders, like we know exactly what like step like in terms of making the characters, we know exactly where all the, the values are. Um the the age value becomes something that we were sort of looking at. Because like the age is just called a parent age. It doesn't really like matter that much. But um if you take the the characters like Age value as indicative of their actual age. Then Ariana looks like she is meant to be like signi not massively older, but significantly older than like Alfred and Adela and people like that. Because it looks like they're they're pretty low. They're like about as low as that slider can go without you looking ridiculous. They so they, I assume they're meant to be like in their early twenties. Yeah. Ariana's like much further along. And I think she's meant to be, like, kind of, like, mid to late 30s. hmm I believe that. Which, like, yeah. So if... Yeah, that would mean she could have been, like, a child during the the raid on Canehurst, and she could have been smuggled out and then grown up in Yarn. Yeah,
3: because there's no confirmation on when that happened, but it seemed to be in fairly recent memory yeah. if somebody like Alfred yeah. has clarity on, on what he believed happened there.
1: Well, yeah, because Al- Alfred, like... He's heard of it, but he didn't know anything about it.
3: Yeah, he was told things, but probably from people who were there connected to it.
1: Yeah, and I guess, like, the other thing is, it depends on whether you want to assume, like, we have to assume Lawrence was around when that happened. Mm-hmm. Because he's, like, pref- even if he wasn't there, I think he was, but even if he wasn't there, like, he's still responsible for doing the ritual and the dream and everything. So, that has to have happened around, about, like, to before Lawrence disappeared. And... Yeah, like, they, it does kind of line up if you assume Ariana was a baby, and then she was, like, smuggled out and grew up in Yana. Yeah. Yeah,
3: that's why I think with, I mean, I'll go more into this when we go over Ariana, but there are so many different reasons why she could be wearing that dress. Like, it could be as simple yeah. as it looked pretty and it helps her get clients, or maybe she doesn't know what the meaning is, but she, she knows it's ancestral of some type, so she holds it very close to her. Yeah. Or she knows yeah, exactly yeah. what it means, and she knows as if was where is it, as if to say, "This is who I am. I'm still a noble. Don't forget it." Et cetera.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll yeah. talk about that when we talk about Ariana. Right yeah. But yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
0: Thank you. And who is Queen's Annelie's biggest fan? I think it's
3: secretly Alfred.
0: yeah, <laughs> secretly
3: all the executioners. Yeah, <laughs> my uh- cat just meowed as if to say, "It was me. I am her
0: biggest fan." <laughs>
1: He's making the I'm not mad face all day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I think I know who her biggest fan is.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: So my boyfriend and I were going to get groceries and then a song came on and I'm like, oh my God, this is a song written by someone from the perspective of Queen Annalise to the executioners.
1: Is this like when you thought, Bad Blood was about Cloud and Sephiroth.
0: Well, okay. Same same, um, same artist. Have you heard of You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift?
3: Yes, of <laughs> course. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> she's in like the Canehurst trailer park, like just walking around with the most fabulous folks of Yarnum.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can totally imagine when they're raiding the castle, she's like, I'm just like, damn, it's 7 a.m.
3: okay i'm never gonna think of it like outside of this now you've you've ruined it but simultaneously made it better
0: (laughs) (laughs) well taylor swift is really into bloodborne because the other song bad blood represents the feud between lawrence and willem
3: oh obviously yeah yeah but they made up at the end of You Need to Calm Down, like uh, like Willem was in the Fry costume, and then friggin' Lawrence was a burger, and they hugged, and it was beautiful. Oh,
0: <laughs> Yes. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I can see that in my head. It's, it's real now. It's real. It's beautiful. So now we're going to look at the attire of Queen Annalise and what that attire tells us. I gotta Google her.
1: <laughs> i like how you've got makeup here for a character who wears a mask <laughs> you've got makeup and hair i
0: like how you're a bully for somebody who seems so nice <laughs>
3: <laughs> she wears a mask so that she doesn't have to put on foundation
4: <laughs> true true
0: does everyone have a picture of queen annelise in front of them I'm bringing one up, but I remember gender. her uh, her
3: outfit pretty pretty well on my own. But yeah, I have a few pictures up. Yeah,
1: okay. who Excellent. uses the Annalise model in co-op.
3: I have, and yeah. it makes me angry because I don't know
4: how. Yeah, they you, do you that. have you have to, to know sort. how
1: to like you have to basically hack your save game, like get the data off the PS4 mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. edit it on a computer and put it back on again. But yeah, it's doable. Cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So,
0: what does her attire tell us in general? I think it tells you that she is a disgraced queen.
3: Like, she's definitely not wearing the type of regalia that a queen would wear when she's, when she's uh, hosting events or uh, conducting matters of state. It looks yeah. like she's wearing a nightgown, which to me just represents that the, that the raid probably uh, happened at night uh seeing all the tables set for dinner and stuff like that and she was obviously left completely unprepared for that. And then just the elephant in the room is the mask, but yeah,
4: I think we're yeah. gonna go. The other into that
1: possibility in a bit. I guess is like if they if they would set on like humiliating her and taking away her power, they might have like just taken her kind of queenly robes away from her and forced her to wear that.
3: True.
0: Or left nothing but the nightgown. She's like, oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I feel like regalia is such a fancy word, it needs to be a snack covenant character. <gasps> Yay! Make one! Mm-hmm.
1: Don't encourage her.
0: It's like a royal, snobby person who's I mean, regal, because it's regalia.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I tend to agree. It doesn't seem to be like a very extravagant dress. No. And in fact, it looks, like, very, very old and
4: worn, yeah, yeah. like,
2: grayed
0: out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, specifically, we talked about the dress, right? Yeah. Do you guys have anything else to say about the dress?
1: Um, there's a portrait of a woman who's wearing a similar sort of dress. Mm-hmm. It, actually, we, we have to, like, consider that it might actually be, like, maternity wear, if they were stealing her child
2: true because it does have the umpire waist
1: yeah
0: yeah wow that's a good observation
2: yeah it really is because
3: that's something that i didn't really think of oh in the design works i forgot about this but the design works kind of shows her face yeah and it does actually i mean she looks like
2: she's more full-figured so it really very well could be maternity yeah, yeah. clothing yeah
0: yeah And is this the picture you're talking about, Richie? I'm just going to paste it to you. And if it is, I'll paste it to Michaela.
4: Okay.
0: I think I know what you're
2: referring to. I'm seeing uh, a character with sort of auburn hair, a bun,
3: and a gray dress with an Elizabethan type of collar.
0: Mm. Let's wait for Richie to open his Discord.
1: No, your little Discord icon, is it's appearing <laughs> really slowly. It's like you're in the distance coming toward me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm almost
3: there. You know, I'll, I'll show picture. you guys the picture I have. <laughs> That's
2: ominous. I love it.
1: Okay, now I've clicked on the icon. Uh... <laughs> Just some, some waiting music.
4: <laughs> okay, and
1: here I we go. And we posted another one. Oh, um, I don't think that's Anne because the the picture there—that's what the ghosts are wearing.
4: Yeah,
2: that's meant
1: to be one of the like ghost a women. very pale, noble yeah. Dress. No, there's there's another woman uh, in a portrait who's like, like, um. Uh like like Michaela said she's a lot more full figured like it looks like she's like I mean, she looks like she's lactating is what i'll say
0: um is she the one with the red hair type deal and the color
1: she's she's got a <laughs> child
0: yeah, I pasted a picture there oh okay, right. she's got
1: a baby with, oh, yeah, yeah okay, okay, yeah, but yeah that the one you've sent that's what the ghost women are wearing, so I'm guessing that's like what the the female nobility wore, but not the queen.
2: Oh you know what? I found the picture. Ah, where is it? Ah there it is. There it is. I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Perfect.
3: There we go. That's the one.
0: Uh, I just I just noticed the baby's expression is priceless. <laughs>
3: I know! It's such like one of those um, medieval paintings of babies where they look so bizarre, but they're like one of my favorite things to look <laughs> at is like old medieval paintings of one babies, two people getting killed, three <laughs> cats. <laughs> oh, man.
1: I like um, knights fighting the snails. The babies
3: just look like full-grown adults, and it just like is a monstrosity because in medieval times, they weren't particularly allowed to look at people while they were making art. So they created what was called the copyist tradition. So they would take classical paintings and sculpture and then copy it, and then somebody would make a copy of the copy and a copy of the other copy until everything just looked so, so bad. And that's why medieval art is super messed up at times, because they just, they weren't able to look at people. And in the Renaissance, of course, they did away with that. And even if it was secretly away from the eyes (laughs) of the church, you know, they had models and such that they would look at.
0: Yeah, the baby has the same expression as my cat has when I pick him up.
2: Oh, he's like, no, don't do this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) Put me down. Oh my god, my cat's finally starting to not like maul me when it, when I pick him up cuz like I we don't allow him in carpeted rooms cuz uh cuz Ginger's like allergic to the to to him very Aww. mildly. So we let him in areas without and now he runs out because there are welcome mats and the welcome mats he loves to just destroy cuz he's like hey heh. Hey. and I'm like no, 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 I have to pick him up and he's this giant like giant massive adorable sweet cat. And, like now I like he finally though like just lets me hold him for a minute. It's Aww. the nicest thing
2: ever cuz he's Very, very soft. Uh, That is the sweetest. He's my boy. Cats are the beast. Yeah. Alright, thank you. So now let's look at Queen Annalisa's shoes.
0: Oh no, I can't see her shoes. Richie, help. (laughs) (laughs) You know all the answers.
1: Uh, does she, does she have shoes? I haven't really paid attention to her shoes. Hang on, let's Google I this.
3: think that the dress covers her feet. Yeah, yeah, fake. it
1: goes all the way down.
3: Yeah, even in the art, it just shows the, the dress being long with a slight train. Yeah. Okay, but
0: so does Willem's gown, but we see his ugly feet.
1: You do. I have a lot of footage of Willem's feet. <laughs> he,
0: Is there something for
3: not telling He, ha- us? he
1: has, like, um, matching socks for the rest of his attire.
3: but i love it he picked that out on purpose it's
1: it's unusual for professors to put that much effort into their appearance but he does have special special willem socks
3: (laughs) (laughs) provost only
0: Mm. all right so that means we don't have pictures of her feet
1: what, no, what you need to do is you need to say, like, we have pictures of Annalise's feet in the video description and then not show them, and then just watch all the angry comments. Oh my god, that would be the best!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never perform seed pictures. Annalise's feet. <laughs> so, let's talk about her accessories.
1: She doesn't have that many.
0: <laughs> well, she has the mask.
1: She's got a mask, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a yeah. pretty big one.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. all right so why is she wearing a mask so it was forced upon her i f-
3: i forget the exact line she's
1: prisoner to the wretched she talks about to this wretched mask how
3: she's a prisoner
2: to yeah, the wretched yeah. mask yep so presumably i don't know how or why like it's very man in the iron yeah. mask but i think
3: of her as like they put the mask on her to I don't know how this would work, but maybe constrain her power, her ability to see various things so that, but for, for one reason or another, I feel like it might be either locked in some impossible way or enchanted somehow that she cannot remove it no matter what she does. Weirdly,
1: like, it's also blindfolded. So she has a mask with a blindfold Mm -hmm. on it. Yeah.
3: As if to just add insult to injury.
1: Well, there's this possible, well, yeah, because there's this possible thing where it's like, everyone is covering their eyes in this game. For different reasons
4: hmm
1: and i'm mm-hmm. i'm off I'm wondering like given that um Queen Yanam is bound in the like the shackles thing, presumably because she's about to give birth, maybe the mask is the same thing, like they put that on her like during the birth or something, and it's just never been removed,
0: yeah, and the thing that they bound her eyes with on the mask looks like decorative, yeah. It does.
3: Because of the way it's um it's embossed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And she's like what she's wearing is is one of the it's like a variant of the Canehurst Knight helmet. But it's sort of like the, the jaw mm-hmm. part is opened up a little and it looks like a crow.
2: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Okay.
0: Okay. I just had a vision. Mm-hmm. What is this vision? Basically, it's Queen Annalise's birthday party, but it's a surprise. So they're like, okay, wear this mask, don't take it off until we tell you to, and then they put it on and when everybody like jumps out and yells surprise, that's when like you take it off. But Legarius was supposed to organize the party, but he messed up, he gave everybody the wrong time. Oh, so no. now he's like, Oh crap. <laughs> okay, he's like Annalise, keep it on. Um um two seconds, two seconds. So he goes outside and he's trying to like think of a plan and nobody's showing up and he's really stressed and he's like, Oh, I'll just take a nap and then he dies in the cold.
1: <laughs> I, I think it was I think it was the opposite. I think he put out an invitation on Facebook. And then everyone showed up, and he's like, oh, shit. So he's, like, locked to the door, he's like, don't come out yet, and he's trying to keep everything, go home! Go home!
3: Meanwhile, she's just there, stuck with the mask, going, hello, darkness, my old
1: friend. When you said party, I thought you were gonna be, and they have a piñata. <laughs> <laughs> the piñata's full of blood and organs. Oh!
3: <laughs> the piñata is just nothing like he didn't actually get the piñata it was nothing and he's like it's oh it's
4: urden
1: <laughs> i'm imagining the piñata is one of those giant ticks from demon Souls. <laughs>
4: oh no i <sighs>
2: think we think we cracked it y'all yeah 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 crack the case
0: <laughs> okay and does she wear any rings or a necklace? Uh, you know, that is a good question. Earrings.
1: Okay.
3: I don't immediately. Yeah, I don't think immediately. if she wore
1: earrings, we would not be able to tell.
3: And I mean, queens usually wear rings of sorts. I-, I would guess that they probably took that away from her, too.
1: If we're being absolutely technical, like, that model does have a face, but it's like the generic female face that they just give to every female NPC who you don't see the face of. So, like, technically she has the exact same face as Eileen, because they're two characters you never see the face of. So they just give it, like, this, like, I think it's just, like, exactly the middle of everything. It just, like, it's completely bland. And they just give that to to them because you know they're not going to see the face. Yet.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm Yeah.
1: Yeah people will be like, can can you clip in, they say this with Eileen too, like, can you clip the camera inside the helmet and see and it's like, you can, but that helmet just replaces your head. So, if you clip the camera inside, it's just hollow. Like, there's no face under there. It's just helmet. Yeah. And she
3: takes it off and there's no head.
1: Basically, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's just a wig peeking out.
0: <laughs> what if that's just her face?
1: Which she's like a She's like a transformer or something. (laughs)
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) She's a robot in disguise. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Makeup.
0: What kind of makeup is she wearing?
1: Now, there's a problem here. (laughs) Go on. And that's that we can't see her face, as we just discussed.
0: (laughs) okay let's imagine i imagine she's wearing a trixie yeah, mattel type okay. of makeup oh my god
3: because <laughs> i oh my god no and imagine how sweaty she oh, would yeah, get yeah <laughs> like oh man it would look so ratchet and then she takes it off and she's like hello and she looks like one of those people who did the hundred layers of foundation challenge
0: do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer Simpson came up with a makeup oh, gun? Oh, the
1: makeup gun. <laughs> yes. Fucking <Makeup. laughs>
3: <laughs> like Trixie Mattel makeup. I'm gonna think of that forever now. <laughs> like her wig is like smushed so hard into that into that helmet, it barely fits. Well, let's talk about her hair. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, like complexion wise, she has sort of a grey skin tone. So it's sort of indicative of the whole Thumerian line thing. But in the hair, of course, is that sort of really, really pale blonde yeah. that Maria has. I mean it drives it drives you almost crazy. Like I know that they they released the um the mm-hmm. character models and at least Maria's has like a really pale blonde. But at least in, in that lighting, it's so hard to tell. Like is that like, you're like, is that a platinum? Is that a gray? But I, I take it as a very light yeah
2: almost ashy, light blonde. Do you think she uses a dry shampoo?
3: Oh, no. She looks pretty oily, girl.
1: (laughs) Also, I guess, like, if we're talking stuff that was removed, there's a bunch of alternate character models of the characters who would have taken in blood that makes them, that gives them, like, that complexion. So there's, like, versions of, of Ariana and Adela who have, like, completely white skin and the, the yes, platinum blonde Yes, I hair. was
3: wondering, um, with Ariana, I saw both models and I wondered whether one of the models was used in, like, and Chapel and then the other, I, want, I don't see her very well, like, when, when I go down after the, um... After the red moon happens and she has the the celestial child, but do they use that model with the super super ashy um, tone
1: no. No, 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 they don't. They do use a different model when she's down there cuz like you you it's one of those like details that you just do not pick out unless you know it's there. But throughout the time she's at Erden Chapel, her stomach gets gradually larger oh. as she's conceiving. Oh. my god. Yeah, they have like all these different models that have a slightly bigger abdomen and you just you don't notice no, it. No,
3: and it's so funny but then, like, like by, by, I, yeah. I did a, an entire playthrough, like actually two playthroughs dedicated to just Ariana and I didn't even notice that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like at the point where she's she's like doubled over, like her stomach's quite Oh,
3: wow, okay. But you you
1: can't Damn. see it. Yeah. But yeah, I think the initial idea was that taking in the blood, like it just did that to you, like you just went all like incredibly pale, and then they didn't go with it. But like, because like Annalise is like this character has been through so many rewrites and redesigns and. Things like yeah, that. And I mean
3: it could be taking yeah, of yeah. in of the blood. But I, I see it more as like it just indicates that she's in that family. Because Maria has something really, really yeah, similar. Yeah. Like she's very pale. She's not really grey yeah. per se, but she's incredibly pale with very pale ashy blonde hair.
1: Yeah, and you can see in the um in the portraits, like some not all of them, but some of them have the like the knights have the very pale hair, even though he doesn't look. Yes. Old enough to have grayed, and the, the woman in the dress is also very pale. I
3: noticed that the knight's wig, it has, it's silver. It's almost like it's a stylized version of the ashy blonde hair that they have. They're like, all right, let's go full silver. Yeah, yeah. It's like those powdered wigs of yesteryear where, you know, the so called big wigs yeah. would be on, uh, like, the judges and such, and they'd have that that yeah. gloriously gray hair.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the Canehurst the helmet has, like, a ponytail. The, both, of the, yeah, the like the knight. The knights have the wig, and then the the crow helmeted one has this like ponytail that goes this. Um, yeah, it goes out the back. It's this like silver mm-hmm. hair.
3: So I just think that that's characterized. Like hmm. they just made it
0: full silver.
2: Okay, thank yeah.
0: you. Um, the manicure. As far as I know, her nails aren't done.
3: Yeah, looks pretty non-existent.
1: Yeah, and yeah, you know, she's had time.
3: <laughs> she had time to prepare but like how there's would she else know that there's like this. a hunter in her castle yeah. like she wouldn't know until the Logarius battle and she's like oh, I only have 10 minutes to like these nails dry oh my god it's <laughs> like you did not give me time my hair is oily I haven't washed it for a week excuse me they're they're going to propose
0: today. I have nothing to wear. <laughs> maybe that's why she's wearing the mask. She's like, oh, God, I don't have time to get ready. Where's that stupid mask? Oh, yes, I'm wearing it. Can't take it off. you look-up story.
3: That's, like, something I would do if there's, like, maintenance and I'm working from home. I'm like, no, no, you're not going to see my face today.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, maybe that's it. Maybe she just works from home, right? Maybe she could leave any time, but she's, like, a hermit. She's like, no. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, like you know, Queen Yarnum, she could totally kick your butt. She can create like uh, yep. illusions of herself. She can use the blood spears. I'm sure Annalise can do the same thing, but she's like, oh, I don't feel like it. I can't be bothered. I like it here. I just want to order pizza and watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the
3: life. Yeah, but pe- but like, how can the pizza guy get there? Logarius would like steal the pizza and be like, no pizza for you. <laughs> Like, well, watch as I pee all over the snow.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know, Amazon has, like, drones now, right? So they just fly out of her window. Yeah.
2: Yes,
3: and I'm so mad because I feel like Ginger and I made that up. Like, we we're talking about it, like, five years ago in the car. We were like, wouldn't it be funny if we were, like, such hermits that we just forced Amazon to deliver packages via drone? Like, we have our own drone and, like, our the drone would be, like, the, the delivery person would come up to the gate and we're like... <sighs> State your name and purpose. And they're like, Oh, hi. I I have the Amazon package. We're sending the drone. And then like the drone comes in. <laughs> like, put the package in the drone, please. <laughs> puts it in there. Like it goes. And then it just like it like we can't be bothered to like even go close to it. So it goes all over the, the porch and just crashes and we're like, God damn it.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, actually. You know what? This is my head canon. Quinn and Elise is basically me. Just sit home, order pizza, watch Netflix, yeah. don't go anywhere. Yeah. <sighs> that is the life though. That is a
3: wonderful life.
1: Yeah, even like <laughs> I'm looking at her at her pose now and she's not even like sitting in the throne in a regal way. She's just got like one elbow propped up and she's like, Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
3: Can't be bothered. No. I think it's like at this point, she like doesn't even want to have the whole pretense of being regal. She's like, yeah. they've taken everything away from me, so why should I even assume the posture? Plus, that's a very deep chair, and she's
2: a very small lady. <gasps> okay, theory number 17.
0: She's an impostor.
1: The problem is that this, this is, like, something you would see sincerely on Reddit. And everyone would say, what do you think of this? And I'm like, I don't. It's just whatever.
3: Miyazaki's like,
0: I'm not thinking of that. You
1: can't prove a negative. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Richard, do you want to talk about your channel? Do you have anything to get off your chest? No.
1: I don't have a channel. I just have this one. I don't have a channel or a Twitter or a Facebook. I just talk to you and I'm sometimes on Discord. So I stay sane. And
3: you teach people about audacity. <laughs> Cheers.
1: They were like, "We have a podcasting course." Does anyone here know about podcasting? And I was like, uh, "Kind of." I have to go and demonstrate that I like understand all this stuff. So I just have to show, like, here's how you remove like his from audio, and here's how you like use uh, this microphone to record stuff, and here's yeah. how
0: you remove Russian from audio. <laughs> why would you ever though <laughs> aww
1: it's true
3: you, would never, you should never remove the Russian from the audio
1: <laughs> I would never remove Sin from anything
0: <gasps> how could you oh, oh, what a fucking bully he's being so but
1: <laughs> what does that I'm not being square if I ever edited you out of anything <laughs> In fact, you have begged me to edit you out, Morzagor. Don't you edit me out? I sound like a dumbass. <laughs> like, you sound like no, it's like a dumbass, what you-.
3: you should talk about this in your class. <laughs>
0: oh. um, yeah. So, as I was saying she's an imposter that's why she's so chill that's why she's wearing her pajamas that's why she has a cool hat why
1: is she chill if she's an imposter wouldn't she be nervous no no but
0: that's because that's how she is it's her personality you know like have you seen the good place i haven't but my friend said that i need to no spoilers it's a good place situation that's all I have
1: to okay say. no spoilers but this is what i have to say and it won't make any sense <laughs> unless you understand the context
0: yes. all right
1: Thank okay you. good good
0: um now let's move on to the questions about her role in bloodborne
4: yay
0: what role does she play what's her story in bloodborne
1: uh she what in terms of mechanics or in terms of of like what we do
0: i was talking to michaela <laughs> so, I mean easy answer
3: she's the queen um, but the role that she plays she plays sort of a a multifaceted role um but it seems kind of unfinished in that the the whole canehurst area is is uh optional, even though honestly it's it's one of the standout best parts of the game, but when you go uh the basically the entire point is to. Uncover, I was going to say the Chamber of Secrets for some odd reason, but the, um, get the Crown of Illusions and then uncover the throne room where you can find Queen Annalise. And her role is to show you kind of what happened there with the executioners. It's, and it sort of gives light a little bit to the church and, and its, uh, and its methods of doing things. So I think it's it, that at least is really fascinating. Also she she plays a very uh, prevalent PVP role because she's the one who can put you in the vile blood covenant. Uh so essentially she gives you her blood and that uh you know that gives you the the perks involved with the covenant itself but it also allows you to uh to invade anyone in the um the executioner type of covenant. So that's that's one of the big roles. Another one is yeah. um she plays an integral role in the Alfred side quest where he where he discovers Kanehurst because of you when you find the Kanehurst invitation like you find it for yourself as if it was addressed to you all along like you don't know it, whether you dropped it from your pocket the moment you woke up from Yosefka's clinic, but more likely it seemed that it was planted there by someone or something after for you yeah, to find yeah. because it wasn't there when you when you emerged out of it out of yeah, um, the clinic yeah
1: we we were um Talking another – I wasn't with you, it was with someone else about, like, how Yosefka – they make this big deal about how the the numbing mist is something that only Cain has people know how to make.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you fight Yosef- the imposter, the first thing the imposter does is throw a numbing mist at you. Yeah. So that if you wa- – I don't think they meant this, but if you wanted to, you could kind of, like – hypothesize that she knows about numbing mist because she's been to Kanehurst. It's quite And that's possible. where the invitation comes from, yeah.
4: hmm
1: Yeah. She may even be, yeah, trying to trick you into going there to bring her something.
2: True.
3: That yeah. seems to be the type of sinister thing she would do.
1: Yeah, because she, she gives you, like, nightmare stuff and she gives you numbing mist, which implies that, like, she's she's doing something, like, because the only other thing that gives you numbing mist is the moon presence. So, like, she's she's involved in something messed up.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, we, we know that yeah. from, from the Yosefka yeah, questline. Yeah. yeah. She's involved in a lot of
2: things that are messed up. Or at least imposter Yosefka is.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have we even done a Yosefka episode, or do we just keep talking about her?
0: If you take all the times we've mentioned her throughout the podcast... Yeah. yeah. Then, yeah. yes, we've done an episode.
1: In the five years since this game came out, and we have not stopped talking about it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, what happens to Queen Annalise in the end?
2: So, we'll continue on from kind of where I left off
3: with the Alfred Quest. <laughs> uh, when he you think that he is friendly. And I think that the choice to have him voiced by the same person who voiced Soler was very much on purpose to mislead you and make him think that he was going to be your bro. <laughs> and then he kills Annalise and you realize, yo, you were not my bro. You are the opposite of my bro. You you were not nice. Yeah, He's messed up. And then he has been fed all this misleading information about the people of Kanehurst, And he has true, true hatred for them. But, you know, she is essentially ground to a pulp. But if you, for some ungodly reason, take some of her queenly flesh, which indicates that it's still writhing, it's still moving around, so she's still alive, uh, you know, granted that she's the undead queen.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: this is the part of the game that's a little bit undone, like it's, it's not quite finished, but you take it to the Altar yeah. of Despair, where Ibriatus is, and after you defeat Ibriatus. There must have been some intended connection uh, before the game even started, because when you take it to the altar, it says something very similar to time has flowed in reverse to the scrap of flesh. You go back, and it's as if nothing ever happened. She's right back where she was. Yeah. So I'd like to think that that's the true canon. She's back. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, it's kind of the end of the quest, but also the end of the quest is basically it just resets to the start again as if it didn't happen.
3: Yeah. I I feel like that feels unfinished, but at the same time you could easily just say, Hey, time has flowed in reverse, which means that she's just where she was before.
1: Yeah. I think like part of the appeal, why we're still talking about it is that like that isn't finished and it just like, it just sits there and you, it's not tied up and you can sort of, speculate on what happens next because mm-hmm. you're never going to find out yeah
3: but she it seems yeah. that she had some either some form of connection with a or the altar itself or something like that
1: i i can tell you what it was
2: oh fun tell us
1: it, she didn't have she wasn't connected to the altar at all um all the altar is is like it it was interactable for a different purpose and then Annalise's quest also ended a different way, and they just resolved it by just like kind of bolting the two together and saying that the altar is now the end of the quest.
0: Okay, so I feel like you're talking about cut content now. So, could you elaborate? We, we, she brought it up. It's fine. Oh my god! Okay, I, th- Ooh, I thought wait, you do were reprimanding me. Defensive, you. the <laughs> much. What I let me finish. Are you going to let me finish, Richie? <laughs> okay. So, as I was saying, it seems like you're talking about yeah. cut content now, but not everybody's familiar with what you're talking about. So could you please elaborate on the entirety yes. of it? So we're all in the same <laughs> group? All of
1: it. Why, certainly, Sin. Certainly. <laughs> okay, so the queen is like, I'm saying the queen because she wasn't always Annalise. She was, as far as we can tell, one of the first things they came up with for the game. And at one point may have been a slug. Oh! <laughs> and um yeah, and so she's been through a lot of different incarnations. There is also like people may have heard this. There is another version of her that is voiced by the same voice actor. Oh, true. As doll.
3: You're right.
1: It's pretty much I've the same that. lines. Yeah, and I'm pretty. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the mask thing is a relic of that.
3: And then that cut content, too, she seemed really kind, like, she talked about her innocence.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure, like, at that point, the whole reveal would have been that when the mask came off, she had the face of the doll, and the doll was based on her. Mm -hmm. Um... But yeah, the, the key difference, which like Michaela brought up, is that early on, the versions of Annalise that you get, they're not haughty like she is now. She's very, very defeated, and she's just sort of, like, mumbling. And the goal of the quest, it's sort of the opposite, where instead of you bringing her the corrupted blood so she can conceive a child, which she doesn't because they didn't finish it... um. It looks like you are actually bringing her non-corrupted blood and you're like thinning her blood out. So she gets less and less immortal and then it would end with her actually dying. And you're like freeing her from being cursed with immortality. That's
3: interesting. I really, uh, It's funny, I like the final version of the game better. I like that no matter what you do to her, she'll always come back. Mm -hmm. To me, that's like a weird, weird inspiration. Like she could be ground to a pulp and doesn't matter like alfred's gone yeah. but
2: she'll be back i love it yeah i'll
1: just try to find hang on i wrote all this down uh, the old dialogue cuz it was like fully subtitled and everything
3: yeah she um i heard the doll dialogue and i thought that was really fascinating cuz i love yeah. how she she definitely acts royal like she she uh, mm. compares you to a beast if you get too close to her without kneeling which is pretty yeah. majestic. I love yeah. it so much. But the first dialogue, yeah. and I, I genuinely thought even, you know, despite that attitude, I was like, nah, she doesn't, she's, in Bloodborne, most of these characters are actively trying to kill you. However, there's only a couple of characters that really don't under any circumstance, and one of them is Annalise, the other one is the doll. And another one is Ariana. So mainly the women of Kanehurst are are pretty much completely docile to you. Except for Maria, of course, but she has her reasons, as we know. Yeah. Um, but those three are yeah. docile, whereas all the others have some form of attack motions. So it really makes me think, I was like, no, yeah. I don't think that she's as nearly as bad as she's like made out to seem at all. And then that, that dialogue really just yeah, kind of hammered yeah. it home that at one point she was supposed to be even more innocent than that, but I kind of like how her... Her complete confidence masks that, and how some people would interpret that confidence as something sinister. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like I'm looking over her old dialogue now, and it's she's saying things like "I'm afraid," like "I can't help you," I'm too scared of the church, yeah. and things like that. It looks like you had to really like, like when you join the the covenant with her now, like you sort of ha- you have to swear loyalty to her, and then she's sort of like. Bestows it on you, whereas here it looks like you had to convince her, and she's saying like I don't want to bring, I don't want to drag you into this. I don't want you to end up like me. And then you have to sort of like really, really. I don't know because we only have half of the dialogue. We don't know what you would have said, but presumably you had to like really convince her to actually let you take the blood.
3: Whereas in the final one, she's like, "Here, you want some?" And you're like, "Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah." Like there's a line here where she's saying like that I cannot do please I do not wish to lose anyone else Mhm Yeah
2: Thank you Um and now let's talk about the future
0: What happens to Quinn and Elise after the events of Bloodborne
2: It's funny cuz yeah, at the end, she's just presumably she's just sitting
3: yeah. there doing the same thing that she was, and I I know that that's a result of her programming. I'd love to think that yeah. she would eventually figure out that she's free, but, I mean, who knows? At this point, she's been trapped for so long that I don't even yeah. know whether or not she would even kind of compute
2: that.
1: Yeah, and also, like, what, what would she even do? Because presumably she would just want to, like, restore the Kanehurst family somehow.
0: I just had a vision. Like,
1: restore her bloodline. Yeah.
0: Remember Home Alone, when Kevin finds out he's alone and he's just walking around the house like, hello? <laughs> that's what I imagine happens. She's like, hello?
4: Anybody like, there?
0: destroyed the East Wing. How dare they?
1: <laughs> I guess she still has her servants. Oh, yeah, that's
3: true. Like, the ones that scrub the floors and attack yeah. you with, uh, with the darts. Yeah,
1: yeah. They've done a remarkably good job of keeping everything. They nice really, and shiny. they
3: really have, considering the circumstances. Like they haven't fixed the the secret trap window on the way outside. Yeah. Or cleared yeah. out the ghost. Yeah. They haven't staged the place. Bad servants.
1: Yeah. Do something about the giant fleas outside.
3: <laughs> they have. They can't call an exterminator. the The bridge is
2: broken from Hemwick.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. If the queen
0: were to remarry, who would it be with?
3: I feel like she either wouldn't or it would be some big blow up doll that she would just convince everyone is real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just one of the statues, she just like puts clothes on it. Really awkwardly yes, props and she's it into like, the I will call
0: yeah. this one Herbert. <laughs> and that's it for this queen.
2: Yay, Queen! Yay.
0: All right, Richie, do the outro.
1: That was Queens of Bloodborne, Episode 2. Queen Annalise. And our guest was Michaela. Michaela, would you like to just remind everyone where your social media is if they want to find you?
3: Sure. I'd love to have you take a look at my Twitter where I post nonsense or my YouTube where I post slightly less nonsense. Um, YouTube is YouTube.com slash just my first name. It's M-I-C-H-E-L-A. And then my Twitter is Twitter.com slash my first name. M-I-C-H-E-L-A. D like David. And then the word London.
0: Mm-hmm. Yay! Hey, thank you guys for having hey. me back. Well, thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for coming and back. And we'll see you again next week. Oh. <laughs>